welcome to this week's episode of Beat My Guest. I'm your host, AJ Mass. If you're new to the show, each week I invite a guest to sit in the hot seat and field questions in a wide variety of topics, earning as many points for the episode as they can. For those of you playing along at home, you have but one task set before you, and that is to see if you can beat my guest. But before you can beat my guest, you need to meet my guest. So let's give a warm welcome to, yes, she's back once again, once more into the breach for Kelsey Barkham. Kelsey, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fine. Uh, It's not been too long since you were uh, last in the hot seat, but some time has passed. So maybe some people were listening for the first time. I hope we have some new listeners. So why don't you give everyone a little brief, brief synopsis of assuming you've been doing stuff again, because that's we're we're thinking positive this year. What's going on with you? What do you do? Who are you? Yeah, I I don't think I ever stopped doing things. Uh, I am a biomedical scientist in Aurora slash Denver, Colorado. And I do neuroscience research. Any focus that we would understand in in layman's terms? <laughs> you know, I actually study how uh, the connections in your brain change in response to stress. So, <laughs> no I think everyone who's been to the hot seat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, no, there is nothing to be stressed about here, especially in the first round. Uh, this is season eight of Beat My Guest. Another brand new season, another brand new way of playing. Yes, we'd like to keep ourselves fresh, so why don't we kick things off with a fresh new round of Beat My Rank. Kelsey, I'm going to give you three lists of five items, and these lists are going to be presented to you in alphabetical order, so don't even bother trying to game theory this sucker. That ain't going to work. After I give you each list of five items, I will then ask you one quantitative question about said items your job is simple. Just pick the answer from the list you think best answers this question. Get it right, five points. Pick the answer in second place, you'll get three points, two points for third, one point for fourth, and a point if you get the last place answer, but we don't want that to happen. Are you ready for your first list? I am ready. Item number one, Gary Oldman. Item two, Jack Nicholson. Item three, Jeff Bridges, item four, John Wayne, and item five, Peter Finch. Again, those items are Gary Oldman, Jeff Bridges, John Wayne, and Peter Finch. And your quantitative question is as follows, Kelsey. Which of these five fine fellows was the oldest winner of the Best Actor Oscar? So which of these five, at the time that they won the Oscar, was the oldest? Okay, so Gary Oldman won fairly recently for playing Churchill. I feel like he's pretty old. Jack Nicholson, yes, last one in the 90s. I believe Jeff Bridges maybe won for Crazy Heart. Again, he's kind of old. John Wayne and Peter Finch, I don't think I was alive to know what was happening with them when they won. So, I think, oh, this Gary Old Man, is this, is this a clue that you have sent me secretly? That he was a very old man when he won? Maybe? Um, you know, I think I will go with Gary Old Man. Can't can't resist it. 
can't resist going for Gary, old man. Well, old man of the sea, we shall see. We're going to start, uh, as we always do, with the five-point answer and work our way down uh, through the entire list. So, uh, for five points, the third oldest person ever to win a Best Actor Oscar is the Duke himself, John Wayne. John Wayne would have been third. On the list, the uh, number one person on this list, by the way, uh, just one. It was Anthony Hopkins. His win this year. Uh, but not on the list, though. So we don't got to worry about him. Uh, for three points, the sixth oldest person to ever win this award. Wait till they get a load of me. That is Jack Nicholson. Two points. The seventh oldest person. Technically, he was dead at the time he won, but we're going to use his age for when he passed away prior to the award ceremony. That'd be Peter Finch for a network. One point. The eighth oldest on the list. You got the movie right. Uh, it was Jeff Bridges. Unfortunately, I thought it was damn funny that an old man was the youngest man on this list. <laughs> Which is why I let the list delay at the. He's the ninth oldest, so it's not like, not like it was out of the realm of possibility. But uh, I, I think you fell in love with the wordplay, uh, as I would too. So <laughs> <laughs> you just got the irony in the wrong order. <laughs> when you first read it, I heard in my brain Gary Coleman, and then I was very confused when ah. we were talking about Oscar winners. <laughs> That yeah, that would be. <laughs> this will basically you were gonna you're gonna say what you talking about, AJ? <laughs> oh, no points. That's okay. Plenty of time left. It's just one question out of the game, and we've got another list which should get you right back into high scoring because five points on the line. Here is your second set of five. Starting off with Bangladesh, then we have Estonia, Namibia, Norway. And Taiwan. Again, the five items are Bangladesh, Estonia, Namibia, Norway, and Taiwan. Your quantitative question for this group of five. Which one of these nations has the longest tenured current head of state? Uh, what makes these countries a bit more uh, interesting to pick from is that all of them have women in this role. The longest tenured current head of state of these five nations. Which one would you like? Okay. I don't actually know anything about any of the leaders of these countries. So I think I'm just going to have to take a bit of a stab in the dark. Kind of thinking that somewhere like Norway might have more term limits. I have no reason to think that, but uh, <laughs> I'm leaning away from Norway for that reason. Um, but I think I will go with Estonia. Uh, obviously, the longest, well, maybe not obviously, but the longest tenured woman uh, head of state is Angela Merkel in Germany. She's been around for a very long time. And uh, that's why Germany's not on this list, because that would probably be a slam dunk no-brainer. I wanted to make it a little more difficult, so obviously took her off the list. Let's go once again from five down to zero and see where you land in this list. Five points would be the country whose current leader has been there for 12-plus years. And that is Bangladesh. 
Believe it or not, Bangladesh, 12 years. Uh, coming in for three points at seven years and counting would have been the time to go with Norway. Norway would indeed Darn. have been worth three points to you. Six years, two points. That would be Namibia. And for one point and five years, we have Taiwan. I'm sorry, Kelsey. Man. No woman. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Estonia, zero points. Four years, I mean, still. I mean, it's four more years of a female head of state than the United States ever had, so more power to the Estonia. But, uh, oh, this is not starting off well. <laughs> you know, Anything what's the probability? <laughs> well, we are going to soon find out. <laughs> Can we go... Oh, wait, you know, I see. You're trying to use reverse psychology. No, it's this isn't golf. This is be my guess. High school. <laughs> All right, let's get the third list out there. I, I want you to get the points. I need you to get the points. Okay. okay. You can handle the points. All right, here you go. Our third list. We have the Chicago Sky. We have the Connecticut Sun. We have the Minnesota Lynx. The Seattle Storm. And the Washington Mystics. The Chicago Sky, Connecticut Sun, Minnesota Lynx, Seattle Storm, and Washington Mystics. Your quantitative question is which one of these franchises has had the most appearances in the WNBA Finals? Well, you know, when people think Kelsey, they think she knows sports. So <laughs> I think this will be a five-pointer for sure. You never um, know. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe I should pick the one that is the least likely in my brain, and that'll be the one that is the five-pointer. I don't follow the WNBA or the NBA or any basketball, for that matter. <laughs> I, um, thought gonna, I thought you were going to say I don't follow the WNBA, the NBA, the BA. The A. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I definitely follow the BA. Don't be crazy. I'm going to go Seattle Storm. Okay. Any port in a storm, I guess. <laughs> All right, let's do this one more time. Hopefully, we're not crazy and the results will not repeat. Ah, five <laughs> points. The team of this quintet that has been to the WNBA Finals the most times, six times, in fact, that would be the Minnesota Lynx. Minnesota Lynx, six times. For three points. Four appearances for... Go crazy, Kelsey. The Seattle Storm. You are on the board. Well done. All right. Uh, to finish up the <laughs> list for those listening and playing along at home, two points, three appearances, the Connecticut Sun, one point, two appearances, the Washington Mystics, and no points for the Chicago Sky, who have made it one time. Uh, that is our first round. Three points out of a possible 15. I mean, it's not 15, but it's not zero. So I'm saying job well done. Uh, Kelsey, you have put three points into your personal points pool. How are you feeling now that that round is in the past? You, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, thought I was going to get zero there for a minute. I, I'm 
a little disappointed in myself with the the Oscar winners. I think I should have thought a little bit more about that one. But other than that, I don't know much about international politics and WNBA, so I'm happy to not have zero. <laughs> you know, that's the thing with, with random categories. You just never know. <laughs> That's why we, we pick these games at random, because I, I don't know what people know. So you never know. Uh, what I do know is that after round one comes round two. That's firmly been established on this podcast. So we're going to move on to round two. And this season, round two is a beauty. Uh, Kelsey, you've got a chance to add to your score here with what I'm calling Mash My Beat. And in this round, you are going to get four mashups, sometimes known as before and afters. Uh, the first one will be worth one point, and then each subsequent clue is worth one more point than the last until we get to the fourth answer, which is going to be worth four points if you get it right. Now, in all honesty and full disclosure, these may be a little tricky to figure out. That's the nature of the beast. Potentially, since they're worth more points, they could get harder as we go along. But in order to help you out a bit, I will come clean and tell you that in Every one of these round twos, these match my beat rounds, there's going to be a theme that links each quartet of answers in some way. So if you can figure that out as you go, it may make the later answers a little bit easier for me. Also force you to tunnel vision down on the theme so hard that you can't see the forest for the trees. So maybe it won't be easy after all. I don't know. That's why we play the game. Also, unlike previous editions of Beat My Guest, you will only have a total of seven minutes to finish this round. And you can pass on an answer if you wish. But be forewarned, there's no turning back once you pass on an answer. I'm going to give you the answer if you pass. That may be a good thing because it may help you get one step closer to figuring out the theme. So it might help you later on. But, you know, if you get stuck on an answer, you're probably better off passing and getting to all four rather than just sitting there for six minutes and letting your time run out. If the, all of that is understood, then we are going to put seven minutes on the clock, and your time is going to start when I finish reading the first clue. Here is your first clue. After her husband dies, a woman drives her van aimlessly around the United States, ultimately finding herself in a world full of dinosaurs and pakuni. Okay. After her husband dies, a woman drives her van aimlessly around the United States, ultimately finding herself in a world full of dinosaurs and Pakuni. So I think the first part would be Nomadland, the Best Picture winner, and the world full of dinosaurs, I'm guessing, is Land of the Lost. So I'm guessing Nomad Land of the Lost. Nomad Land of the Lost is correct. This game is going beautifully for you. This is your round. Let's keep this going <laughs> with mashup number two. Carrie Mulligan plays a vigilante trying to avenge her best friend's death while singing the last Streisand song to reach number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Okay. Carrie Mulligan plays a vigilante trying to avenge her best friend's death while singing the last Streisand song to reach number one on the Billboard's Hot 100. So I'm sensing I have a bit of a theme. Uh, I believe the first part would be Promising Young Woman. I don't know Streisand songs. So I'm just going to guess Promising Young Woman on top promising young woman on top oh, unfortunately not the right answer but you certainly were close it is promising young woman in love 
Don't get that one. Well, you know what happens when you're in love, AJ. <laughs> you end up on top. I know. <laughs> uh, all right. Sorry, we'll keep this PG. I know it's, it's a hot seat. You know? Tick, tick, tick. No, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> a one-time White House press secretary moves to Arkansas and tries to grow vegetables. A one-time White House press secretary moves to Arkansas and tries to grow vegetables. So I believe these are all the Best Picture nominees. And the second half is Minari. Um, So I just have to figure out the one-time White House press secretary that presumably ends in Min or Minar. Um... So, there have been so many White House press secretaries. Um, I'm going to, no, I was going to say Steven Mnuchin, but that wouldn't even fit with the mashup, and he wasn't a press secretary. I believe we have Sarah Huckabee Sanders, was she press secretary, I guess. There have just been so, so many. Do I have a good guess? Um, trying to think of the name of that blonde girl. It was terrible. <laughs> um, Half of your time is gone, but you're on clue three, so. I will just say, um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to pull it. So for the sake of time, I will say... I don't even think I can come up with a fun answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say Ho Chi Minh Ari. Wow, I think I might have accepted that to you because that's what I was thinking of as the funny answer. Uh, <laughs> not, not correct, though. Uh, this would be Minari Fleischer. Minari uh, okay. Fleischer. And our fourth and final mashup here. Riots at a political convention end in conspiracy charges and inspire an album featuring Union of the Snake and the Reflex. Riots at a political convention end in conspiracy charges and inspire an album featuring Union of the Snake and the Reflex. So the first half is going to be Trial of the Chicago 7. And I don't recognize those songs. So I'm going to try to think of an album that starts with seven or ends in trial. Um, I don't remember. The first thing that comes to my head is Seven Nation Army, but I don't know if that was just a song. I thought that the name of the album was something different. Seven Rings also come to mind. I, I don't think that Ariana Grande had a song called Union of the Snake, but... You never know with Ariana Grande. She likes to surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think I'll just have to guess Trial of the Chicago 7 Nation Army. Trial of the Chicago 7 Nation Army. Oh, I feel your pain because you did absolutely figure out the theme of this round and you had had half of three of them. (laughs) You knew the movie parts. Not the other part. We'll just start from the beginning. Uh, Nomad Land of the Lost was absolutely correct. Uh, you got the movie, you got the Land of the Lost with the dinosaurs and the Pakuni. Uh, prom- as we said, Promising Young Woman in Love. Woman in Love was the Streisand song. 
Uh, Ari Fleischer was a press secretary for W, so you had to go back a little bit further than the uh, 73,000 who we just had in the past <laughs> term. Uh, and this is an album by Duran Duran. The name of this mashup is The Trial of the Chicago 7 and the Ragged Tiger. Ah, that probably came out before I was born. Uh, and you know what which, I'm going to say. Which to I know that. isn't just a, it's, it's not an excuse. I know, but uh, just, just want to make sure all the old is feeling old. <laughs> no, it makes me feel old when all you youngins don't get my all those old fangled questions with the music that we used to listen on the transistor radio. Uh, it's, it's all good. So here's where we stand. You only got one point. I mean, it feels like you should. You deserve so much more. Uh, but that's just not how the scoring works in this game. I'm sorry. Uh, so we are going to take that one point. We are going to add it to the three points you had in round one, which means that you have put four points into your personal point pool. However, the game is not over. There is one round left, our final round. And the thing is, is that even though you have four points in your pool, you have earned none of them. Right now, you have nothing. You have to earn those points by playing our final round, which is called the Unlucky 13. And here is how this game works. I am going to give you an alphabetized list of 13 items. I will then give you a category. Ten of these items will fit the category. However, three of them, watch out. Three of them are fakes, frauds, wrong answers, traps, if you will. I will then ask you to select correct items from the list one at a time. Find out if you are right or if you have fallen prey to a trick. Kelsey, if you get five answers right, just five right, before you select all three fakes, you will lock in half of your points. Get an additional three answers right before those three fakes are revealed, and you will have won all of your points. At that stage, you will be left with some choices to make. You can leave with all your points, or you can take one chance at getting the ninth correct answer. And if you're right there, you'll double your points. And if you're wrong, well, there's got to be some risk involved. So you'll go down to back to your <laughs> half your points at that point. Now, if you do double your points there, you will have one shot, if you want, at that tenth answer. You have to ask yourself at that point, do you want to complete the list? Copyright Andy Saunders. And trying for that 10th item. If you do, you will once again double your points. However, if you're wrong at this stage, you go all the way back down to zero and leave here empty-handed and broken-hearted. We can explain all of that and deal with that when we get there. We have to get you to that first half your points level first. So are you ready to hear your items? I am so ready. Right here, Kelsey... Are your 13 items good luck? We have Backpack, Benny, Big Red Chicken, Boots, Compass, Grumpy Old Troll, Isa, Map, Marquis Marquez, Senor Toucan, Swiper, Tico and Valderrama. <laughs> Once again, your 13 are Backpack, Benny, Big Red Chicken, Boots, Compass, Grumpy Old Troll, Isa, Matt, 
Marquis Marquez, Senor Tucan, Swiper, Tico, and Valderrama. The category, Dora the Explorer. Things found on the TV show, Dora the Explorer. You need five to earn half of your points. Let's get started. What is your first selection? Okay, so I think you're trolling me a little after making the old comment and giving me a really young thing. (laughs) (laughs) This young thing was a little after my time. I did not watch Dora the Explorer, but I know a few of these. Um, For sure, Swiper No Swiping was on Dora the Explorer, so I'm going to start with Swiper. Swiper is indeed correct. I will say uh, I always had a problem with the whole concept of Swiper on Dora the Explorer because, (laughs) I mean, I had a son, not a daughter, but I don't want to teach my daughter that all you have to do to fend off an attacker is say, don't do it three times because that's not (laughs) going to work in the real world. You know, so you know, rape is no rapey, rape is no rapey, rape is no rapey. <laughs> That's not going to protect anybody, you know. It's true. Break out the Krav Maga is all I'm saying. All right. <laughs> Swiper, definitely on the show. Item number two. Okay. Um, Dora for sure had a weird sentient backpack. So the next one, I will go with backpack. Backpack. I did not put the... Uh, adjectives uh, <laughs> weird sentience but uh, backpack is absolutely correct that is two for two let's move on to number three okay I believe boots was the name of her monkey friend because everyone needs a monkey friend and what's a better name for a monkey than boots yes we should all be named by the items of clothing that we wear <laughs> boots is correct Three for three. Uh, AJ is no hat. I am shirt. <laughs> okay. Next, uh, I think in that backpack she had a map. I think was also probably sentient. So let's go map. Map. You know, it's clear you never actually watched the show. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you're four for four. Well done. That's not my point. My point is, you would not have to ask if the sentient, uh, if there was a sentient map, because all the damn thing said was, "I'm the map. I'm 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 the map." What a good song. All right, we have reached the pivotal answer here. Uh, no traps have been revealed just yet. If you get number five here, you have earned your first two points. Okay. So I think this is the one that I don't know for sure. I kind of want to go compass, but I'm a little worried that that's a trap. Um, and I want to lock in my measly two points. So I, I think I will just go with um, I'm going to go with Compass. You're going to go with Compass. And Compass is It's a trap! Something I made up. It's a trap. I knew it. Yeah, she's got a map. She don't need no Compass. Uh, That's not uh, how it works, Dora. (laughs) 
Look, she's not even a preteen. <laughs> she doesn't know how to orientine. I don't even know what that means. Um, <laughs> all right, that is your first trap. Still, still alive. Game still goes on. Two traps left. Let's see if we okay. get your fifth answer now. Um, the dogs are barking, and they are saying to go with Senor Toucan. Senor Toucan is your answer. And congratulations, Kelsey. You have earned two points. Two yeah. points in your toucan. Definitely. I know it's going to be a stretch here. It's a toucan who speaks Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. Uh, excellent job. You have hit the two-point threshold here for yourself. And this is the most relaxing part of the Unlucky 13 because those two points are yours. They are safe for the next three answers. If you can get yourself three more answers and up to level eight, as it were, you will get your full four points. If you get the two traps before then, you're still walking out of here with those two points. So really not a lot of pressure on this. It's just, will you make the next threshold or not? But you're not risking anything, so you might as well go for it. I decide when I feel pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how are those neurons uh, working now? <laughs> um, so I think it would be weird if there is a Valderrama because... Wilmer is kind of the Highlander of Valderamas. I don't think he'd allow another. Um, and I, Issa to me just seems like you were picking noises made by Jar Jar Binks. So I'm not going to go with either of those, but all of the other ones are somewhat on equal footing in my brain. So I will go with Benny. Benny. B-b-b-Benny. benny is correct. Yes, nice. Benny is a friend of Dora's who is a six-year-old bull. Six-year-old what? Bull. El Toro. Bull. El Toro. Yes. Or, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to do the Dorothy. El Toro, El Toro. Benny, the bull. <laughs> Uh, so six. Now we just need number seven and number eight. Can you give me number seven? I'm going grumpy old troll. Grumpy old troll. You thought I was trolling you with this category because you're not old. So I put them all together in one answer. The grumpy old troll. He lives under the bridge. He asks door riddles that aren't actually riddles. You are correct. <laughs> I swear, he is like, all right, here's a riddle for you before you can go past my bridge. How many stars do you see? That's not a riddle, that's counting. <laughs> I get that it's supposed to be educational. Then just don't call it a freaking riddle. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. I, I watched a lot of the kid shows when my, when my son was young. <laughs> this is how I, I hope you wrote angry letters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, indeed. Alright, so, here we are, Kelsey. Here's the situation. One more answer correct, and you will get your four points. There are three correct answers still on the board. There are two traps still left. 
Let me go over the five answers in alphabetical order that are still remaining. For those who are not playing along at home by writing this down, and you really should write it down, it makes it a lot easier. We have Big Red Chicken. We have Isa. We have Marquis Marquez. We have Tico. And we have Valderrama. I already said that I don't want to go with Isa or Valderrama, but Isa and Tico feel like they are in a similar word family. So I will go Tico. You will go Tico, will you? Tico, Kelsey. This is a correct answer. You are correct. You have (laughs) earned your full four points. Huzzah, 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 huzzah. Tico is a four-year-old squirrel who hangs out the door (laughs) from time to time. And he knows how to operate any vehicle that he can find. (laughs) You know, I feel okay with small children hanging out with monkeys, but I think squirrels is too far. Yeah, I think that's just nuts. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we have now reached another crossroads for you. This time you have a decision to make, Kelsey. Uh, you have those four points, and they're yours. And you can leave right now with those four points, and no one would think any less of you. But if you would like to try and take that, what is now a 50 50 shot at getting item number nine on one guess. You're right. I'll take those four points and turn them into eight points. If you're wrong, your game is over and you'll leave with two points. So do you want to risk it? Do you want to leave? What say you? You know, I do think people would be disappointed in me if I didn't go on. Um, I can think of a few names, uh, you know, John Presloyd would be very upset, I think. Uh, Jeffrey well, Segurtan would be very upset. Unprincipled John would be upset. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I can't let those boys down, so I'm going to go for it. All right. Um, and I think I'm going to go Big Red Chicken. You're going to go Big Red Chicken. Uh, all right. Big Red Chicken is your answer. And Kelsey, you have doubled your score to eight points. Big Red Chicken, I know this is going to find this hard to believe, but Big Red Chicken is a Big Red Chicken. I mean, it's there in the name. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, Big Red Chicken is a Dora character. Eight points. And now, now the odds are no longer in your favor. One correct answer remains, but you still have two traps out there waiting to snare you. So it's decision time again. Try to get that tenth item. Doing so correctly, and you will have 16 points. It's much better than eight. Think by two X to the X of eight. However, at this point, there's no failsafe net. If you jump and take that leap, you go all, all the way down to zero. So. Would you like to leave now with eight points? Or would you like to go for the double or nothing to cap off this affair and potentially make the entire enterprise of your sitting in the hot seat pointless? <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was beat my guess. 
Um, <laughs> you know, I don't think it comes with a lot. Um, I traveled all the way here uh, with my backpack, using my map, all the way to this hot seat. I don't think I can give up now. So I think I have to go for it. She's going for it! I am going to go with uh, Marquis Marquez. Marquis Marquez is your answer. Well, Kelsey, Dora's last name is Marquez. She has a brother and sister, Guillermo and Isabella. It's a trap! Trap! Oh no! You have gone <laughs> all the way back down to zero. Uh, you were correct in your musings earlier. Valderrama there is a reference to, I mean, it could be in reference to El Pibe, uh, <laughs> Carlos Valderrama, the great Colombian soccer player, or it could be Vilmer Valderrama, who voices Handy Manny, another one of these annoying cartoon characters who hangs out with a gaggle of uh, inanimate objects come to life. Uh, Isa! Isa was the correct answer that remained on the board. Isa is a friend of Dora's. Care to guess what uh, kind of creature Isa is? There doesn't seem to be any theme between squirrel, toucan, and monkey, and chicken. So <laughs> <laughs> let's say that Isa is a rabbit. Rabbit would be a good guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, they tend to go with the uh, jungle animals, uh, so uh, Issa is an iguana. Ah, of course. Alliteration. Of course. Of course Issa is, yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, Kelsey, 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 Kelsey. I admire the spirit to go for it. After all, uh, you were walking away uh, from here with the same amount of prize money regardless how you did, so... Might as well. I mean, there may be something, like I said, I haven't decided myself, but after, you know, maybe 16 people go, maybe I bring the top X number of scores back, but, you know, you are always going to be well, welcome to the hot seat, regardless. Yeah. Or the bottomest scores. <laughs> Ooh, touche. The gauntlet has been thrown. <laughs> That's right. Everybody go for the, zero. The no, no, people the... that risked it all. <laughs> Maybe. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> take that into workshop. We'll, we'll see. Maybe we'll, we'll spitball it around the room a little bit. Kelsey, thank you so much for playing. It is always a pleasure having you in the hot seat. Before you go, anything you want to shout out, pimp, or just uh, just get off your chest and vent to the public. My, my listeners, I hope they're still listening. I hope I, hope I still have listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, this is normally the time that I would uh, shout out my dog, but I'm not going to shout out my dog, Maggie, today, who you can follow at Magnaria underscore Von Bark on Instagram. But I will uh, shout out the Von to my bark. I am getting married in a couple months, and my lovely fiancé, Kurt, always allows me to do these fun trivia things all the time and is very supportive and wonderful, and I love him very much. And I'm excited to get married. So shout out to Kurt. Yeah, I'll insert the sound effect here. (laughs) Well, congratulations to you guys. You know, zero means love and 
clearly you have it. So take love away from this podcast, Kelsey. Get out of my hot seat. It's been a pleasure. And to all of you listening, I hope you've had as much fun as we have. We will see you next week for another exciting new episode of Beat My Guest. Until then, thank you for listening. Take care and bye-bye. Did you beat our guest or did our guest beat you? Tell us all about it on Facebook at Beat My Guest, the fans' hot seat. If you'd like to help contribute to the cause and help make more episodes possible, we ain't going to say no to that. Find us at patreon.com slash beatmyguest. And if you liked what you heard, spread the word. This is absolutely not been a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production.